Thanks for joining us and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Periodically, we'll bring you true stories of angelic encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. When we come back, we'll begin our next episode. again and welcome back. This week I was planning on doing an angel encounter story or a heavenly visitation or something more uplifting, but we have been inundated with so many prophecies lately about what is coming in the next several months that I feel that these must be shared. And this week Dana Coverstone again had another dream, and this time it's concerning the events that are going to happen in December and January. In the second part of our podcast, Perry Stone is going to compare the times of Noah and Lot in the Bible with the time we're going through right now. I think you'll find it quite educational. And now, Dana Coverstone with his dreams of December and January. Hey, Pastor Dana here. Uh, Between Friday, August 28th and Thursday, September 4th, I had a series of glimpses and dreams that got longer each night. And uh, I'm seeing more and more things in my dreams that are apocalyptic. Um, frightening. I don't share these dreams to cause people to have fear. Um, But I saw the calendar of December and I saw a finger underlined slowly and like it was pushing slowly and forcefully under the line, under the name December. Flipped over to January and then underlined it just as slow and was pushing. First thing I saw was long food lines. I saw people waiting for what seemed like hours and they were standing in line and not in cars. And I saw this throughout the nation. Um, I saw ships in ports on both the east and the west coast they were just sitting idle there was nothing moving at sea nothing and i saw a headline that said the baltic dry index is dead it said that nothing was moving in trade around the world and one thing i noted there were no christmas lights this was december there were no holiday displays there were no sales mentioned no christmas lights no christmas displays no santa claus no easter no no christmas type things going on at all was a great sadness over the land and there was people seemed very dazed and they seemed very confused but there were christians who stood out because they had faith they had hope in christ and they appeared like they looked like burning charcoal and they were carrying torches wherever they went and a lot of people rejected their approach but they kept they, they kept their faith they didn't back down from telling people about jesus and they kept telling people that they desperately need jesus at that moment 
It was, you need Jesus now. You need Jesus now. You need Jesus now. Don't wait. Don't You don't have tomorrow. You need Jesus now. And a lot of it was rejected. But there were some that were coming and, and surrendering and praying and, uh, and being saved in the dream. I saw what looked like shopping malls that had been converted into shelters or living quarters. So it reminded me of... It reminded me of um, Hurricane Katrina when it came through and the football stadium. Um, it was, it was the, the businesses in those malls were shuttered, but I saw people on cots and I saw food outreach things going on. I saw, I saw people who were misplaced. This was not like a homeless shelter. This was like something had happened that people were in shelters. Um, I continued to see shuttered properties. I saw people in homes who were wearing coats, coats, while the windows, were, they were looking at closed curtains. And, and I've, that's been a consistent thing in, in the dreams, people inside their homes looking at what's going on. And when, I look, when people were looking out, out the curtains, the curtains came back far enough that I could see more of the snow-like stuff that was on the road. It was dingy, it was dark, it was gray. It wasn't white, pure snow like after a first uh, fresh snowfall. I saw headlines. I said, nationwide outages plagued the Southwest. Another headline that said, Americans don't know who to blame for darkness. And some of the darkness in the areas, it stretched into Canada. It was, it was north. It wasn't everywhere. But I saw America with, as, as lights flickering. And it was like I saw the whole contrary outline of the United States of America, including uh, Alaska and and, and, and uh, Hawaii. And it was it was like it was a light flip, like right before a light goes out, it flickers, it starts flashing. That was what it looked like. It was like America was a light bulb about to go out. I saw vultures. I saw vultures. Food hanging out of their mouth. These these vultures were heavy. I, the, a word I don't like to use is the word fat, but these vultures were fat. And they had rotting food hanging out of their mouths. I saw depression as a as a figure, as a creature, and it was it had a face mask on with a smile. But it was choking people and pushing them down to the ground. And then I saw the St. Louis Arch and I saw people standing under the St. Louis Arch in very, very expensive business suits. All of them had very expensive watches. And at their feet were these briefcases, larger than briefcases, almost like I'm, it, it reminded me of like a nuclear suitcase, a nuclear briefcase that they talked about in the 80s. And, uh, Suddenly, all of their alarms went off at the same time, and they hit them, and they grabbed the briefcase, and they got into these black SUVs. And, of course, the Mississippi River goes right through there. It divides, it divides the, the country. And I saw them get into the black SUVs, and they went east, and they, went, they were going all over the place. Each of them had a, a Wall Street Journal uh, a newspaper under their arms, and they had heavily tinted sunglasses. And the next headlines that are ever about market crashes about yields being lost. And one of, the, one of the headlines declared sympathy for the swastika. 
I saw tired crowds. I saw tired people. I saw many who had lost the lost the resolve to fight due to the emotional overcast of the nation. And I heard Christians, that group of Christians that was going around with hope, I heard them saying that they remember what Jesus had said about the winter and, and having to flee in winter. But they kept encouraging one another in faith. I saw lights all over the country. I knew, and I knew these, these lights were churches. Whether they were churches like, like we think of today, or whether they were um, house churches. But, and I felt in my spirit, did not hear this, but felt as I was watching this, that these churches were keeping warmth and hope in their communities. That white figure rose up out of the, one of those lights. And he said, brace yourself. Brace, brace, brace yourself on the word and my promises. And do not rely on your own strength. Everyone the dreams have had a little bit different caliber to them. This one left me more unsettled. I see him in glimpses. It's like a movie trailer. I see a little bit one night, a little bit more the next night. More details are added. But the scenes of people in the shelters, the food lines, um, the Baltic Dry Index being dead really, really, really stood out to me. And uh, those are the things that are heavy in my mind. And I'm, I'm, look, I'm not going to try to interpret these dreams. I'm just, I, I feel that as a watchman, I'm just supposed to share them. I think some of what's going to happen is obvious. Um, I'm continuing to see more and more of the things that I have seen in dreams are happening and coming to pass. Um, I'm trying to justify what I'm saying are my dreams. I just believe the Lord showed me things to warn the church. And look, if you're not prepared, if you don't have some of the food and things like that, you, you, you might be in trouble with that. Uh, in the first video, I, I talked about, this was my own personal opinion, I, mean, I talked about getting guns and ammunition. That wasn't to go all Rambo-like on people. It was to have be able to shoot animals or, you know, for, for food. And now, if you, if you try to find a gun today, you're going to have a hard time getting a gun. Unless you have friends or family you can buy something from. Ammunition is hard to find. Um, some, of, some of the companies that sell storable food, they're now five to eight weeks until you can get it. There's some companies that have stopped selling these things. And folks, you don't have to be a, a dreamer or a genius or have insider trading understanding to realize that we're, I mean, we're in trouble. And God's been trying to wake the church up to get things ready and to listen. The health and wealth gospel is about to, find, is about to meet a reality in our country. And all those prophets that are saying, oh, there's nothing but good, nothing but good, nothing but good. You're going to stand before God one of these days, those folks are. They're going to have to answer. Just like I, I'm going to have to stand before God and answer for, for what I'm doing with these dreams. I'm not trying to make money off this stuff. I'm not trying to make a, make a form. Uh, a friend of mine uh, put another Facebook page together for me that I've not even looked at. You know why? Because people are having trouble finding the dreams in those situations. My Facebook page has exploded. I can't even get through my own Facebook page on a daily basis. Uh, he also set up an Instagram account because so many people are trying to make contact uh, with me through Instagram. I don't have an account. <clears throat> and uh, we're trying to get the messages out, and that's, that's the reason. for This is not about me getting a big head because I still pass through my church. I still live in the same house. I still drive the same car. I'm not making major changes because of all the stuff with the dreams, but I am trying to warn the church. Things are coming. 
and pastors and prophets, you're telling your people it's going to be okay. I fear for you. I fear for you. So please, folks, pray pray aggressively, pray specifically, pray strategically. Say, Lord, what should I do for my family? And get on it. Get on it, get on it, get on it. I've been saying this since June. I'm going to keep saying what the Lord shows me, keep sharing the dreams the Lord shares me, but I can't make you do anything. I know what I've done for me and what I continue to do for me and my family. Folks, don't ignore the warnings. That's all I'm going to say. Hello again. This is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's the Watchman on the Wall podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube. I want to thank you for joining me on the Perry Stone YouTube channel. As you know, once a week we try to come on with a very significant short Bible study to help people understand the scripture. And one of our emphasis, of course, has always been the prophetic word, the prophetic scriptures, and how the events taking place today are paralleling events of the past. Now, there are two time frames that Christ told us that his coming and the time of his coming and the signs of his coming would be compared to. One, of course, is the days of Noah prior to the flood. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the time of the coming of the Son of Man. Eating, drinking, marrying, given in marriage. They did not know until the day the flood came what was going to happen to them. Now, the second time frame, which is very interesting to me, is the days of Lot. As it was in the days of Lot, Christ said, so will it be at the time of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, to understand the days of Noah, we go to Genesis chapter 6, 7, and 8. To understand the days of Lot, we significantly go to Genesis chapter 19. The days of Lot are the following, for those of you that may not be familiar with Scripture. Abraham came out of the land of Ur to the promised land, and he brought his nephew Lot, his family, and all the herds that they had with them. Well, the land could not hold all the animals. So Lot chose to take he, his family, and his flocks and dwell in the southern part of the area, what we call today the southern part of the Dead Sea area, where there were five cities. There was the city of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Zoar. Lot did not realize that when he moved into the city of Sodom, he moved into a very wicked city. Now the scripture is going to share something with you that is so parallel to what's happening in America, it's really scary. But before I get to that, let me just mention that According to the book of Jasher, which is a religious, uh, it's, we, I call it sacred history. I, it's not inspired, but that book of Jasher is mentioned two times in the Old Testament as a book that existed in the time when the Old Testament writers were writing the history of Israel. But the book of Jasher indicates that they mistreated people, that they placed men, this is, these are the men of Sodom, of course, that they would place men on, in beds in the streets and stretch them out and have relations with them. It was a very, very 
perverted town. They didn't take care of the poor. They didn't take care of the needy. Uh, they were haughty. There was an abundance of idleness. There was just all the, you know, I can see the youth. The Bible talks about the old and young men in the street, and they're just wandering around with nothing to do, getting in trouble all the time. But it's what I'm about to read to you that's very, very significant. Two angels in the form of men came to examine Sodom and Gomorrah and to help Lot and his family to get out before a judgment came. Now, some say the judgment was a small meteorite that hit the area. Others teach, which I agree with, it was probably an underground volcanic eruption that destroyed four of the five cities in that area, including Sodom and Gomorrah and everyone that was in it. Now, the two angels in the form of men come into Lot's house and Lot bolts the door behind him because the downtown areas had become so violent and so hateful that he knew that they had to be protected inside the home lest something could happen to these strangers. Now, what I would like to read to you is a scripture, and then I want to make a comment that I made a few years back that is coming to pass, and I'm going to make a prophetic prediction. All right, in Genesis chapter 19, but before they lay down, this was Lot and his wife and two daughters and the men. The men of the city, even the men of Sodom, compassed the house round about, old and young, all the people from every quarter, and called to Lot and said, Where are the men? This is Genesis 19, 4 and 5. Where are the men which came in, into you this night? Bring them out that we may know them. And that means to know them sexually. Lot went out at the door unto them and shut the door after him and said, I pray you, brethren, don't do this wickedness. Behold, now I have two daughters, and, and I don't want to go into that. Be offered. He offered his two daughters to them, and they said, no, that's not what we want. Now, verse 9, pay attention to this. They, the men, said to Lot, stand back. And they said again, this one fellow came into sojourn, and he will needs be our judge. In other words, he's saying, don't judge us. You're a stranger in our town. You don't even belong to our city. Talking to Lot, don't judge us. All right? I hear people say that today. Um for now we will deal worse with you than with them. Now they were going to gang rape the two men and they're basically saying to Lot, we're going to rape you. If you don't give us what we want, we will rape you. And they pressed sore upon the man, even Lot, and came near to breaking down the door. And only the assistance of two angels stood in the way between destruction and rape and death of these men that were wanting to molest these other men. This is the... Uh, this is the point that I want to make, and I want to go back to a message I preached several years ago. I talked about the parallels of the days of Lot and the days of the coming of Christ. And I mentioned something. I mentioned that there was violence in the earth in Noah's day, Genesis 6, and violence had covered the earth. And in the days of Lot, the cities had become so violent that people were attacking people within the cities. And this is the statement I made a few years ago, and I hope everybody will hear it. That the day that mobs attack righteous people, the game changer has begun. What do I mean by game changer? It was a short time after that they wanted to molest these men and beat and try to beat the door of Lot's house down to get to them violently. That God said, okay, enough is enough. And the righteous got out of the city, Lot got out of the city, and a volcano erupted and destroyed four cities and totally annihilated them, killing what some archaeologists believe may be, have been up to fifty to 100,000 people in the eruption. One of my dear friends, now he is modest enough, I don't know that he will go on his 
Facebook page or YouTube channel or even television to say it, but several friends of mine were at the speech that the president gave. Some of you saw this on television where a U.S. senator was leaving the area and was surrounded by a mob threatening to kill him and would have done it had the police not been there surrounding him. Another, another minister friend of mine was there and as he was leaving, the mob surrounded him and thankfully he had policemen there and he said, they would have killed me. They said to the preacher, now listen, this is the mob of Sodom saying to the preacher, we know who you are and we're going to rape your wife here, right here, right now. It was a frightening thing. Now, the purpose, of course, of these people is to intimidate people into silence. It's to frighten people, to scare them away. But you better hear what I'm saying and I make this prediction. For those cities who are not just protesting and burning down buildings and burning down 1,500 businesses and scaring the wits out of the people who live in them, but for those cities who are attacking and burning Bibles, for those cities and the population and these crazy people are attacking people physically, one man, just because he was a supporter of the president, got shot and murdered the other day in a city. I didn't see the, 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 the lamestream media saying a lot about that. But you hear me. The game's going to change. And when it does, you're going to have earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, taking out entire cities. How do I know that? Because as it was in the days of Lot, so it will be in the time of the coming of the Son of Man. And the last sign before the city's destruction came and Lot escaped was violence to the point of threatening to rape righteous people. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up. America is there right now. If we don't get a breakthrough, if we don't have good people standing up, we're going to be in serious trouble. It's something we need to think about, and it's something we should be seriously praying about. The days of Lot and the days of Noah are here right now. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel and never miss a video by clicking the bell to get the alerts when a new video is posted. This YouTube channel is made possible by your generous donations. So to support our outreach of teaching, visit perrystone.org slash YT. Are you interested in scary places? Well, I found a great podcast called Your Haunted Holiday. Each week, sisters Lisa and Lindsay will take you to some of the most haunted places in the world. Their incredible research into how these places became haunted is complemented by their insight into the ghostly activities that are present. They give you information on ghost tours, prices, and much more. That's Your Haunted Holiday. You can go to yourhauntedholiday.com or just listen to wherever great podcasts are found. Are you looking for a good quality used car but don't want to pay an arm and a leg? Well, come into Rainy Used Cars. We have the largest selection in the Southeast. Whether you want a pickup, 
or a quality SUV from Mom. You'll find a variety of vehicles to choose from. We even finance. So come in today. You'll find a rainy used cars located near you. Thanks again for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Also, give us a like. We welcome any comments or suggestions you might have. We also ask you to subscribe so that you will be notified of all our future episodes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Watchman on the Wall podcast.